Hello and welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are two friends keeping in touch through the power of books. And me and Claire have a book club. And we are currently on our eighth book, which is Nod by Adrian Barnes. We are about three quarters of the way through this book. We've almost finished it. Obviously, if you've been following us on the podcast so far, you would have heard our thoughts and it is enthralling, disturbing, and mm. we've read another four days. And I said to you on the last podcast, <laughs> on the last podcast, could it get crazier? And it did. Yeah, it did. Well, it, the, did. it starts off that there's a nuclear bomb set off in Seattle. That's what. Mad. That's what it was, wasn't it? That's what they saw yeah. the mushroom cloud, and I'm like, what? And the light. Yeah. And for them to have seen that and the light and to be blown back by it, they must have yeah. been pretty close to that, which makes me think, even if they're not going to die of sleep, surely they'll die of nuclear poisoning now. Well, you, you'd think so, because that's usually the case with things like that, isn't it? Yeah. You get the aftermath I mean, of it. He did say that when he was going to the toilet, like, it wasn't good what was coming out. And I, I'm like, uh, that's the no. first sign of, like, he described poisoning. it as being yellow. Yeah. <laughs> but then we've not heard of anything since regarding that incident and I'm like all no. these people should be dying now yeah yeah if they're not going to die of sleep deprivation it's definitely going to be something to do with that but oh it, it is going really quite crazy so he's he was part of one gang that he got sort of collared with and mm. now he's with another gang of people <laughs> Yeah, we met this gang right at the end, didn't we, of these yeah. chapters called the, the cat sleepers, he likes to call them. Yeah. And these group of people, when he first meets, well, they find him, they look like or appear to be people that sleep through the night because they have all their cognitions, supposedly, and they seem quite organised compared to people not sleeping. But the more he gets to know these people, he suddenly realises that they're wearing a lot of makeup to look better than they actually look to cover up the fact that they've not been sleeping as much as they say they have. Mm. And and that's why they get the term cat sleepers, because I think from what he was saying in the book, they clearly sleep, but not that long, less than four hours, I would say, because they're not as sane as he is. Yeah, I, I really don't know how much sleep they're getting, but they t- they're basically it was described that they go into a very dark room and they lie down and they close their eyes so there must be some form of sleeping going on but it's not a lot but the guy who is I think his name's Dave I mean (laughs) he's he sounds like a bomb about to explode doesn't he you know if you say the wrong thing to him he just like he's on edge isn't he completely and I think they've got a slight fascination with these kids with the children and I do wonder if uh, they there's something going on there because there's ex- I think there's experiments going on isn't there yeah I don't it's, know whether they because mm. everybody seems to be fascinated with the kids in this book yeah because the children weren't affected well most of them um, they all seem to have gathered in this park they seem to be sleeping but the strange thing is is that they're sleeping but they also seem very changed so they don't talk anymore mm. they seem to be unfazed by everything that's going around them and that's really odd like they're acting creepy 
Yes. But both camps seem to be obsessed. So the people that aren't sleeping are wanting to go in there and kill them all. I don't know why. I'm assuming it's because they're jealous or they just don't like them or they're trying mm. to start this new order of non-sleepers. And then the cat sleepers that we met, they want to find the children as well. And the main guy initially thinks to help them not be killed by these crazy people. Um, but then, as you say, he sees the shoe in the tent and it looks like they're cutting open the children to find out why they're sleeping all through the night and they aren't. Yeah. So it, it's like we've got these two camps all after these kids and meanwhile the main character just wants to save the children. Yeah, and, and, he's, and basically he's left his other camp to go and rescue the Captain America guy, didn't he? And left the, left the child. What's yeah, happened to that child? What has happened to that child? Because they all call refer to her as a demon and they all want to yes. kill her and she's just locked up in that room with all of them. Yeah. I don't know if Tanya would maybe protect her because Tanya's still there and even though Tanya's crazy, she still has sane moments. She seems to be getting a little bit wrapped up in what they're doing as though, isn't she? She's turning a little yeah. bit like them, being a bit on monotone levels and doing these crazy jobs. Yeah, just like wiping <laughs> down chalkboards. <laughs> but as, there seems to be a countdown in the book now, though, where yeah. they're thinking in a couple of days, yeah. these guys should all be dead. Yeah. So let's just wait it out. But I think the issue now is that the main character's like, I can wait it out, but then I've still got the issue of the cat sleepers. What's he going to mm. do with them? Because eventually they will also deteriorate and go crazy. And they'll take a lot longer, I think, to... Yeah. And then, you know, there's got to be some aftermath from that nuclear bomb. <laughs> and Which... who put that... Who? And there was a boat, wasn't there? Yeah, well, that that's... Isn't that where that Dave sort of came in on that I don't know, because he never answered that. Because he yeah. was like, were you the guy in the boat? And he never said anything about a boat. He was like, what boat? And I was like, where did the boat come from? And I'm like, was that just one yeah. of those mad moments where you don't know if it happened or not? I really don't know. There's, there are a few moments like that, aren't there, where you just like, that's not been mentioned again. I think we've got to remember that the guy writing this book is a first-person account, and is he trustworthy? Is he a trustworthy narrator? The further we get into this the crazier he might be getting as well because he's not been sleeping as much. Mm. So can we trust everything he's seeing? And I mean, obviously, there was the notorious animal descriptive chapter that oh, we both discussed off, off the podcast, which oh. I feel like we shouldn't spoil, but no. that chapter made you kind of go, what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Is that was normal? disturbing. That was so disturbing. It was horrible, wasn't it? I'll mm. never look at kittens the same way. No, oh. Oh, it's just going back and read. I read that twice to just kind of unpick maybe yeah. what was happening in the scene, and it was just yeah, it was horrendous. Horrific, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And somehow the fact that he used animals made it worse than if it was just humans. Yeah. yeah. So overall thoughts of Lord, <laughs> um, still enjoying it, and it, I I do like the fact that it's a psychological horror that does mess with your head. It's good. So we're going to read to day 15. We are indeed, because that will take us to a good point in this story and also leave us enough to read next time. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we're going to be reading to day 15. 
uh, in the book Nod by Adrian Barnes. If you haven't been reading along, I definitely would pick up this book because it is like nothing else I've read before, I must say. And I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And I just know yeah. that whatever the ending is, it's going to be disturbing. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't think it's going to end good. I can't think that it's going to be good. No. That, this is a book that doesn't have a happy ending. You just know no. that. <laughs> <laughs> so I finished my other book, which was A Witch Hunt in Whitby by Helen Cox. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about that. I'm going to give it a renew because it was a really nice crime thriller your typical like Agatha Christie type of novel and um, if you enjoy that type of thing then you will enjoy reading this and what was good is I never guessed who the serial killer was and it's all the way through and usually you get an inkling don't you? you go oh it's definitely them but not this this it was a good backstory I didn't guess who it was so yeah I really enjoyed it so that's a renew for a witch hunt in Whitby and quickly, I have just started The Diary of a Bookseller by Sean Bythell. And it's really quite funny. Is it? It's, yeah, it's making me laugh quite a lot. It is, it's, I think it, it is based on a true, true story. And he, guess where he is? Do you remember Whitby? me? No, he's not in Whitby. <laughs> Do you remember me talking in that other book where they went to Wigtown, which is a big book festival? This bookshop oh, yeah. is in Wigtown. So no. this is the second largest bookshop in Scotland, which is in this Wigtown, this book festival place. And it's really quirky. It's really interesting. And basically he talks about all the different characters coming into the bookshop and talks about how many books he's selling and where he, he goes off to different places and, and empties houses out of books. And, you know, he's actually giving you quite a few like book recommendations as well and he has this he has this book club called the random book club which you can buy so you you pay 69 pounds a year and he'll send you a book each month <laughs> are these like secondhand books or like brand new well books? i uh i i guess they must be secondhand books but he, he says he thinks very carefully about what books he sends out so i did have a look but the membership is closed at the moment and opening on the first of july again but yeah it's uh it's quite oh, funny. So exciting so that's what I'm reading at the moment. What was one of the funniest bits? I have got one. I'll just read this bit. At 11am, the telephone rang. It was a Welsh woman who calls every few months. She has the most depressed voice I ever heard and always asks for the 18th century theology. When I read her the list of titles we have in stock, she invariably responds, Oh, that's very, very disappointing. She's been calling for several years now. And while initially I would read titles to her and try to see if we had anything in stock that she might want, after years of consistently being on the receiving end of her disappointment, I have given up and just invent titles now. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so there's just lots of bits like that. It's just really funny. I've laughed quite a few times and I'm literally only, I'm, I'm 30 pages in. That's really good that it's that funny and engaging. It sounds like a lot's yeah. happened as well. Yeah. That's great. I'm looking forward to hearing how that one goes. In terms of my reading, I'm still reading How High We Go in the Dark. Um, and that's a sci-fi kind of dystopian book where 
the ice caps are melting, children get diseases, they start dying, and it's kind of how the world copes with that. Mm. And you follow different character stories and their journeys within the world, and I have noticed that some characters kind of reappear, but in other people's stories, so they're all sort of connected in certain ways. And I, the last story I read last night was so random. They There was a doctor who was linked to another story, but he was doing like trials to grow human organs in pigs to then give the pigs would then be killed and the organs then given to the children so they can live longer. But one of the pigs, because they were growing like human organs in this pig, it was suddenly able to speak. Oh. And it had human cognition, like it was getting clever and clever and it was it was able to speak like through telepathy and, and then talk and it was such a weird story because they all like befriended this pig but then the pig was kind of learning about its future and its purpose and then at the end because the pig knew that if it stayed on its current trajectory it would just like die because it couldn't absorb all of the human information it said to them you know I was here for the purpose take me to kind of the surgery room and let me save a child and then you know they killed the pig and the organs went off to the it was really like what oh sci-fi books but for this book the way it was going that chapter was just so random yeah i mean it made sense but it was just weird um you are getting more weird animal behavior so i am (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so it's a really good book. It's very interesting. And as I say, the stories are so diverse and unique and I never know what I'm going to get next. I wouldn't have guessed that there would have been a pig short story within this sci-fi novel. But as I say, it's a dystopian book. It follows similar themes to Nod, but instead of like the whole thing completely collapsing, it's not. There's still law and order. People are still trying to survive and everyone's being quite civil about it. So it's an interesting take on dystopic sci-fi fiction from two different authors so I'm quite enjoying that I've also finished I'm Glad My Mum Died by Jeanette McCurdy and I was listening to that on my audiobook narrated by the actress obviously last week I said great things about this book I finished it and I absolutely loved it it was such an insight into what it means to be a child actress and actually the things that she'd gone through in her life you know it was so complicated the relationship she had with her mother and even by the end of the book it I don't know, the way she ended the book was very poignant. And she's not even that old. She's like the same age as me. And when you're going through this book, you can't believe she's that young and these things are happening to her. And she talks a lot about her eating disorder because she starts off as an anorexic and then gets bulimia and it takes her years to kind of break that cycle. And yeah, it's all down to this relationship she had with her mother from a very young age. She also has some very complicated and destructive relationships and it's you just want to be like oh my gosh take her out take her out of acting and it's nice because as she gets to the end of the book she's sort of seeing the light herself and she's making that progress and it's all about coming to terms with you know her childhood and her mother and yeah I I don't want to ruin how it ends but it was a very poignant read I really enjoyed it I would suggest if you're going to read this book If you like audiobooks and want to try audiobooks, definitely pick this one up because it was narrated so perfectly for what the story was. So that is going to be uh, overdue, I think. Overdue. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I think in terms of how many biographies I've read, which is a fair few now, this one's been my favourite and definitely an overdue. So, yeah, I need to get a new audiobook, which no doubt I'll be discussing next week. So, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, at Lounging With Books. Claire posted a great post about bats. Loved it. We need to talk about that bat walk. <laughs> When we have more time and we're not running out. And obviously, please join us in reading Nod. We'll be getting to chapter 15. It is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Mm-hmm.